You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Inside Healthcare. I'm Matt Brock, Communications Director here at NCQA, and today we're joined by Catherine Iskrent. Perfect. Did I say it right? Just oh, perfect. Good. I was going to ask before we started recording and totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, she is the president at Healthy People. That is one of the NCQA HEDIS audit firms. So she does some work for us. She's terribly uh, familiar with HEDIS, with the measures, the ins and outs. And she's here today to talk to us about digital quality measures and electronic clinical data system. So let's start with uh, a little bit about you. Catherine, tell us who you are, what you do, what attracted you to healthcare quality. Exactly. Great. Thanks, Matt. My name is Catherine Iskrant. I've been a certified HEDIS compliance auditor since the start of the program, 1998. HEDIS is just an extraordinary data set for health plans to gauge where they're at in so many different domains of healthcare. And clearly, it's of paramount national importance with CMS, other regulatory bodies, uh, exchange plans, uh, NCQA commercial, Medicaid, Medicare accreditation. So it's an honor to have been working in this field for so many years. What attracted you to quality, to healthcare quality? So before HEDIS rolled around, we really knew what healthcare costs, but members and the public didn't always really know what they were getting. It was more anecdotal and word of mouth and um, statistics rule, don't they? There's so much power in, in knowing the quality of a health plan in so many different areas of care. And so you find some uh, some comfort in knowing exactly what's going on and, and, frankly, some knowledge in how to move forward, correct? That's the beauty Absolutely. of HEDIS, right? I think for everyone working in, in HEDIS at the health plan, at NCQA, consultants, auditors, it really brings a lot of passion and joy to see the measures tick upwards that's saved lives, saved costs, better quality of care. So um, really a lot of passion to see HEDIS improve nationwide year after year. But the ecosystem of the healthcare uh, industry um, has not been super friendly uh, in some ways to collecting all of that data. Very true, Um, in part because it is more of a challenge as we move into the electronic age. So we did hope that You know, all the EMR platforms would easily sync into HEDIS, but there's so many different platforms. They're not all the same. Um, So when when we talk about the ECDS measures and the digital measures, there's definitely a big challenge for the health plans to start to gather all of this non-claims data, the EMR data, more than they've needed for traditional HEDIS. So that is the challenge that we're facing with the new measure set for ECDS. Hmm. Tell me about the new measure set for ECDS, because while we're in CQA, duh, I should know, right? I'm guessing you probably know better than many people even in this building because this is sort of your bread and butter, right? Tell us about these ECDS. So I think we all know the measures, but we know them from a slightly different take. So um, working with the health plan, which is what the auditors do, or the health plans, uh, we see what their challenges are. So for the traditional HEDIS measures, they haven't had to pull in some of the data that the 11 ECDS measures that are now in volume two are asking for. So that's the main challenge. So 
plans are really going to need to get a lot more EMR data feed to be successful at these measures. So um, NCQA has been very proactive, kind, and gentle in bringing the measures in slowly and not making them required yet for accreditation. But we did see CMS uh, this winter come out with the call memo for the required Medicare measures, and they listed all Medicare ECDS measures. They listed them as optional, but that does signal CMS intent to eventually require mandatory reporting of all ECDS measures. So your advice to plans is start now um so ncqa has been great about the heads up so as cms and um, so many plans um, that offer medicare offer other product lines too so the cms push on medicare is really letting all plans know it's time to start so it's still early and if plans uh, attempt all of these CDS measures, or at least those applicable to their product lines this year, even only as a trial run, it's going to help them be very successful at their ECDS reporting when it eventually becomes mandatory. And they could, you, you're, you're pretty sure they can expect that. <laughs> it's coming. So yeah. we have 11 measures. They're not all going to be mandatory. They're not all going to be um, necessary for accreditation immediately, but that, that's the wave of the future they're coming. So very few plans are officially reporting these measures right now, and those that report some measures typically aren't reporting all. So it's a great opportunity to jump in and, and make some headway before it's required. So um, what we have with ECDS is some new data sources needed that the health plans haven't been using already. Um, mainly, and we'll talk about the 11 ACDS measures, we need adult immunization data, which we haven't needed before. We need depression tests and depression test results for a whopping five measures, and we need alcohol screening data for one measure. So this is new data the plans have to start to gather. Uh, a main source of this data is going to be EMR data feed from the network. So most plans trying to optimize HEDIS get EMR from at least their larger partners or delegates. Um, those EMR feeds are not yet including depression data. Perhaps they don't include adult immunization data, although they have children and teenagers in there if they're commercial Medicaid exchange. Um, and we also now need alcohol screening data. So for plans that have EMR data feeds, they need to expand those, enlarge them to include the adult immunization, depression data, and alcohol screening data. And if you don't have them at, at all, <laughs> you, you need to get on board. If you want to optimize, yes. Right. So, so to look at the 11 measures, two are on adult immunizations. One's adult immunizations, one is prenatal immunizations. So Claims data at plans does have immunization data, but as all plans know that work on childhood immunization or adolescent immunization, that data is not fully complete. So plans want state immunization registry data. Many are already gathering that for commercial Medicaid or exchange. If a plan's Medicare only, they probably need to contract with their state or states that they're licensed in to get the immunization registry data. And then of course, um, the majority of the plans try to get EMR data on immunizations, but many of them have truncated the age range they asked their groups for through adolescence. But now that we have two adult immunization measures in the ECDS set, 
Plans need to check is there data feed for immunization from EMR, including the adults. Uh, across those two measures, prenatal and adult immunization status, they need um, pneumococcal, zoster, influenza, TD, and Tdap. So they want to check their feeds that they've got the full age range now that it's needed for ECDS and that they have those four immunization types. For the continuity of life, for the whole thing exactly. now is what we're trying to, to do. Yes, so we've expanded beyond children and, and adolescents, and now we have two adult measures with one focusing on prenatal. And doesn't, especially on immunization, doesn't that become especially important given the uh, the measles outbreak across Absolutely. the country? I mean, I, I think a lot of people, Catherine, listening to us, probably uh, some of what you just told us went over their head because there are other people listening that are not plan folks or not HEDIS folks. Do me a favor and explain to them why we're still in paper <laughs> and why in 2018 we're beginning to move in, in or 2019. I don't even know what year it is. 2019, we're beginning to move into, um, di- uh, you know, digital measures. Why didn't that happen a long time ago? I mean, that's yeah. what people will ask. So you would really hope that most data the health plans needs comes through claims, but uh, some of the immunizations are not all that expensive. So uh, it does happen that they're not all billed directly to the plan. Um, we the ECDS measures are for adults, but um, there are community fairs for the younger set. Um, immunizations happen perhaps at the school or other locations. Um, it might be under a different product line. Um, some children have multiple coverage. So we do find that plans that pull in state immunization registry can get a 20-25% boost on their immunization data over what claims has, and plans getting EMR feeds of the immunizations. EMRs are pretty comprehensive. If you're doing something in the office, if if you're giving an immunization, it's in there, but um, not everything in the EMR gets billed and submitted as a claim to the plan. So um, that, of course, would be more helpful if there was some improvement there, but reality is if you wanna optimize HEDIS, you really need to grab EMR feeds from as much of your network as you can. And it depends what part of the country you're in. If it's uh, more rural, maybe more the center of the U.S., uh, not everyone's on an EMR. So that, too, would would help move us into the future where we could get EMR from all of the network for all plans across the country. It is astounding to me. I have a specialty physician that I, I go to who's still, who refuses, you know, to go with an EHR, and the reason is, is he figures he's retiring yes. in a few years. Why am yes. I going to bother with that? I right? don't. I'm an old dog, no new tricks. Yeah. And he's a good, he's a good doctor, but um, I, in, in some ways, you wonder what you're missing there. Mm-hmm. How much better you could be? Exactly. Right. So one thing that plans are doing now, a, a very common trend, is during recontracting with groups and providers, they're making it mandatory that EMR feeds do be provided, and uh, recontracting is contingent upon that. So uh, 
plans know best. You have to be careful if you have a large delegate. You don't want to play a game of chicken in contracting if they say not going to happen. But many plans have had a lot of success, at least with part of their network, at time of recontracting, saying, you know, you're not giving us an EMR feed. We've been asking. It's it's contingent upon recontracting. So, um, you know, carrots and sticks both work. The, the day is coming, though. The my, day is my, coming. my guy should know. Your day is coming. You'll have to retire or you'll just have to jump in. <laughs> well, and part of the philosophy and intent behind the ECDS measures is a two-way flow of data. And so when the health plans are informed almost in real time of what services and diagnoses the members have, they're able to provide more informative gap in care reports to their providers to encourage the providers to provide those missing services. To undertake a quality improvement project. We love them here at NCQA, right? So uh, exactly. And and you're getting ahead of me, Catherine, because that was my next question. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the paper challenge and the EHR challenge now for HEDIS and how we're trying to change that. And you just spoke about that real-time data. That's what we're really talking about is the benefit of electronic quality measures. Tell, tell me in a little more detail how you see that. Well, we're in the age of big data. So here we have some big data not being shared, the EMR data. It does take up a, a bit of time for IT and HEDIS teams to get all those arrangements in place with their network. And for many of the traditional measures, there have been wraparounds where you don't have that data. For instance, some of the most critical HEDIS measures are called hybrid or hybrid optional measures. And the plans, instead of looking at all members in that measure population, can pull a sample of 411 and look at the charts for the missing data. Um, but ECDS does not allow sampling your reporting on the total eligible population. So we've had wraparounds for critical measures. And in fact, other than mental health is excluded from being possible hybrid because of privacy concerns in those records, the way NCQA decides if a measure could have a hybrid option or not is if national reporting for a product line is 5% or more uh, better if you pull a sample. So measures where claims just don't get you all the numerator hits or exclusions you're looking for, if you score 5% better nationally getting to look at the charts, then that measure can be hybrid. But the, the ECDS philosophy is we want electronic flow of data both ways. So um, because of that philosophy, we unfortunately cannot sample for the ECDS measures. Mm, yeah, we got go to see all the charts. stuff. Right. Correct. <laughs> see, I you're you're one of those smart math people. I'm one of those, uh, you know, liberal arts, what my journalism majors is what my boss calls it, which I was actually a journalism major. But um, uh, so you get a little in the weeds here for us, and, and folks who are HEDIS people will completely understand what you're talking about. Other folks uh, uh, might, like me, might need a little brush up, which well. I should tell folks how we met, Catherine, because we <laughs> met at the Quality Congress and that at, at the NCQA Quality, uh, Healthcare Quality Congress, and uh, and we went through this then. That's why you're here today, because it went so well, and you explained some things to me. Um, so I so I appreciate that. You were about to say, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, so to give an out-of-the-weeds example, so many health plans offer 
for members to go online securely and look at their own medical record and see where they at, are at with their gaps in care, their services, and you know their health care in general. And so ECDS is sort of saying, you know, for an out-of-the-weeds example, let's bring the health plans into that too. So members have that option with so many of their providers. If the provider is on EMR, uh, let the health plan have the data too because MCOs manage care. They do a great job at it. They're a wonderful partner to the medical groups to assist in, in managing care. So it's really just bringing the health plan into the loop. And it is quite common that members can log on and see their data, but right now, um, the health plans are a little behind in seeing that same level of real-time data. So that's where we're moving to. It's exciting in, it is in, exciting. in many ways. Let's, uh, let's finish up by this. Let's, let's run through stakeholders uh-huh. and, and talk about each one, uh, how you see this benefiting or challenging them. Yeah. We'll start with the government itself. Let's start with CMS. How does moving in this direction benefit them? And what do you think their challenge will be? Uh, One of the great things about the ECDS measures for federal stakeholders, CMS, um, state stakeholders as well, is that they're going to learn about more of the whole arena of healthcare. So right now, other than ECDS, um, things that aren't billed to health plans, we don't have a lot of measures in that area. So Um, Yes, we got a lot of opioid measures and pharmacy data is good. So we are expanding, you know, as national health care urgencies change. Um, But um, five of the 11 new uh, ECDS measures are on depression and plans aren't getting claims for most of the depression tests or the results. We've got one on alcohol use, unhealthy alcohol use, and another important problem. So um, getting more digital is allowing the base of HEDIS measures to move beyond mainly claims-based into more EMR-based. So we, ne- we need to work on depression. We need to work on uh, alcohol screening. Um, so just moving beyond the traditional HEDIS set and pulling in more data feeds that really right now are primarily in the EMR lets us know more about the quality of care in the country and in very important areas. It's richer data and richer depth. What's in it for plants? They're going to save some time, I imagine, and probably a little bit of money going digital. Right. So um, there are startup costs, time and money, uh, contracting with the groups to get this additional data, but um, it, it will help the health plans shine in making sure their members are taken care of. So of the five depression measures, uh, two focus on maternity, prenatal depression screening and follow-up, postpartum depression screening and follow-up. None of us need to know how important that is. We all already know. So that's something that the plans can't report on right now. They could ask their groups to write custom reports. But so with these two um, maternity depression measures, it gives plans the opportunity before they get that data in-house, which they should start working on through EMR feeds, to reach out to their OBGYN network and say, okay, um, what are your policies and procedures on prenatal and postpartum depression screening and follow-up? Um, do you have it built into your EMR so that we can grab this data? So now is not only the time to start gathering the data for the health plans, but to in specific know what all their network is doing on these measures and make sure it's compliant with the new spec. So we can start to affect change wherever it's needed 
before we even get all the data, just by checking in with the OBGYN groups, seeing what they do. And the health plans have the opportunity to jump in as well. All five of the new ECDS depression measures allow telephonic outreach, um, and many of them allow web-based outreach. So um, you do need data sharing because you wouldn't want the health plan calling if the uh, OBGYN network had already taken care of the screenings, but there's an opportunity for collaboration there or vendor-based management for groups that aren't yet doing these depression screenings or not to the level that they should be. So when we talk about this, and uh, they're not the ones necessarily directly reporting, but providers, how will, uh, and you alluded to it earlier, I am aware, but how will these uh, electronic measures impact providers, physicians, and other clinicians? So one one general truism about healthcare that many punt around is that um, groups and providers usually assume that they're doing better than they are until they get their actual data. And I think that may apply to most people in general. And so if groups or providers look at their own membership base, uh, we were talking about the prenatal and postpartum, to see, okay, how many of the women were screened? And if they had an elevated screening, what was the follow-up? So actually slicing and dicing their data rather than thinking about it anecdotally. Oh, last week my 10 patients, I did great. Well, let's look at a data report and see. And maybe you're doing great and maybe you have some work to do. So until you really get those numbers on paper, providers and, and groups may think that they're doing better than they actually are. And it's so critical that pregnant moms and those with um, postpartum depression really get the care that they need related to mental health needs. And this gives you a richer look, and it gives you a richer look yeah. quicker. Exactly. Correct? Yes. One last one. How does electronic reporting and electronic measures, how does that impact the most important of all of them, the patient? Yes. Yeah, so HEDIS right now, the measurement set other than ECDS, isn't looking at the adult immunizations, which are critically, critically important. You know, even influenza could use a bit more attention, and there are many deaths due to that. Depression is such a huge national issue, international issue. Um, taking better care of members to make sure they're screened if they have elevated readings, positive findings to get them the follow-up tests and care that they need. Um, and alcohol use screening, very important in this country and internationally. So moving the traditional heat set into this new area is going to benefit the, the mental health and the immunization status, at least for now with the 11 measures we have of the country. And, and exciting. And, and get answers quicker for the folks who are treating them. It, yes. Don't you think it'll lead to better coordinated care? Absolutely. So right now, the health plans want to gather that data through EMR. They may want to ask their groups for custom reports before they get the full EMR feed. You know, how are you doing as a group? Read the CETUS measure. So um, DMS, one of the depression measures, says, okay, well, if the... Um, Member has a diagnosis of major depression or dysthemia. Every four months, we want them to get a PHQ-9. So talk to the groups. Are they doing that? Um, so even before you get the data, if you find out they're not doing that, they should change their practice protocol. Um, the DSF measure, depression screening and follow-up. Um, if members have 
a, a positive screen for depression, they need a, another PHQ-9, uh, the DRR measure. If members had a screening and they have depression, um, they need a new screening to see if they might be in remission or response. And clearly, if they're not, they would need better, different treatment or and the like. So um, these measures are very important to the members, the groups, the health plans, and, and the nation. And it's exciting to be moving into that area. It's going to be a lot of work for the health plans to get the data. However, with five depression measures, there's such an economy of scale to getting that data um, that it, it really is important to start working on that so that by the time these measures are required or um, needed for accreditation, the plans will have much better scores and data on them than they currently do. Before we go, I just want to give you one last opportunity, because this is what you do, to uh, to sort of warn or alert plans. Warn sounds very strong. Alert plans to what they what you need to reinforce now, the message they need to know now. So multiple teams at the health plan need to start working on these 11 measures. So the HEDIS team, which is usually coupled with IT, needs to start grabbing the necessary data, mainly EMR feeds, state immunization registry feeds if they don't have them, alcohol screening feeds. So that's the data gathering by the HEDIS team. Contracting teams at the health plan, um, at time of recontracting, recontracting especially, if they can make the reporting of this data to the plan mandatory, all the better. Um, the medical team and the medical directors, they need to work with their network and say, look at each of these measures. Are you following the practice guidelines um, that the measure is looking at? Are you giving these depression screenings? Are you following up on elevated screenings? Um, are prenatal um, women getting the immunizations they need in our adults. So um, the medical team needs to look at the specs, make sure their network's in compliance. HEDIS and IT need to gather the data and then start reporting out once they have the data to the groups on, okay, where are your gaps in care? What can you do? Do you need to reprogram your EMR? How are we going to optimize these measures? And uh, one of the beautiful things about HEDIS measures is once they're out there in writing, plans start to do better and better each year until some of them top out and get removed from the set. So um, these measures are going to start low, many of them, especially depression and alcohol screening. They're going to get better and better each year, and that's going to be so great for the nation. That's uh that's the goal, right? That's the goal. Uh, the real goal is to put us out of business, to make it so good we don't have to measure Wouldn't that anymore. be fabulous? Yeah, exactly. Just press a button and we know everything. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> There's more information, of course, about uh, all of this, about uh, electronic measures. Uh, for us, we're very excited here at NCQA about the future of HEDIS, and we have a several, several webinars and blogs uh, and even we've had some podcasts before you to talk about it. So we're very excited about it. We know this is where the industry is marching. And we really appreciate, Catherine, you coming by uh, to, to encourage and to alert, we won't say warn, alert plans what's ahead. We really appreciate it. That's Catherine Iskrant, president at Healthy People, an auditing firm for NCQA, HEDIS. So thank you. Thank you. It's exciting stuff and a pleasure to get to speak to plans about it. Before you go, listener, we want to remind you to sign up for our Quality Talks. That's next spring right here in Washington. You can't miss it. It's a great time, great speakers, and mostly 
um, inspiring to those who work in healthcare, because uh, and especially folks like us who don't always directly touch the patient. It is good to be encouraged by these talks, and not only that. They're interesting, and they're interesting people, and the networking opportunities are fantastic. So check it out on the web at www.qualitytalks.org. And we look forward to seeing you there. You can even see it online. You will see my face a lot if you watch it online because I host. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Inside Healthcare. We'll see you again, no doubt. 